0: things
1: were happening. You need to see the end. I know. I, I, I I went back and I saw some things, but yeah. Hey. So today Things is Friday, Friday, January nineteenth. We've taken a long hiatus due to holidays and uh, you know illnesses like COVID, which are happening yeah. these days. We had holidays. Uh, we had COVID. But we are back with uh, what is this episode? This is this is episode two of season two. Hey, Josh. Hey, Eric. How's it going? All right.
0: Okay. So uh, I've been preparing for a uh, class that I'm going to be teaching: uh, Introduction to uh, Neurophysiology. And I've been uh, focusing on dopamine. And it's based on my original research on dopamine that I've already uh, talked about a little bit. But uh, as I've read all of the other uh, people who have been working in the field, I thought I needed to address some of what they've been talking about. I'm sorry. I just want to step back. What is the name of the course? Uh, uh, Introduction to uh, Neurophysiology.
1: Is this a course you've taught before? No. Oh, fascinating! This is like not a that. course
0: I've taught before, I and like that. I am not teaching the way the course is normally taught. I'm not using a textbook. Well, I'm making
1: it all up. One of the th- yeah, that's 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 one of the things I like about this. Is that you, when you you do a new course, you have to you have to. Decide what you're going to do and learn it and do exactly. It yeah. So right. normally,
0: when someone would do a new course, they would pick the textbook and then the syllabus would follow the textbook. But instead, I have a bunch of ideas, and then I have to find papers that follow those ideas, and I have to do this for undergraduates, which is a little bit complicated because some of the papers are for, say, postdoctoral students, yeah, and other them others are more for an introduction to high school students, and huh. in between there is some things my students can actually read and learn from. And it's well, this, difficult to find exactly great. what they are.
1: This is great. It's making you do a lot of work.
0: It's making me do a lot of work. And then the other problem is um, I disagree with the fundam- fundamental model of dopamine as it is presented. And so the readings I have are all about what that fundamental model is. But the actual lectures are going to be something else entirely. So I hmm. this is going to be unusual for the students, reading something that then the professor is arguing against. Uh, so if they study and learn what, and, I, what and they're this reading... this for
1: undergraduates? Yes. It's,
0: it's a little difficult. So what I'm doing... I was
1: an undergraduate. I have a lot of respect for undergraduates and the work that they do. But this is very different. Do you think they can handle
0: it? I hope so. I hope so. Uh, mostly it's going to be listening to me and I explain it to them. And then the background reading, which they wouldn't do anyway, <laughs> is going to be... Okay. Sorry, honestly. All right. Um, So they were going to be listening to me anyway and reading my notes. That's all that they ever do anyway. So this is
1: interesting. So maybe after they come in once or twice and they hear you arguing against something that they have not read, they might get interested enough to actually then...
0: They might, but I will also be explaining that as well. So they they just want everything given to them, honestly. And I will be doing that. And I'm happy to do that. And if they need to do any... Extra studying, I will have provided papers for them uh, in, 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 in the field.
1: And will you give them opportunities to show that they've done
0: that work? I I will be testing them uh, and, <laughs> and they will have to know some things. Excellent. Uh, and then they will be making a poster and presenting it. So anyway, uh, what my uh, research had shown is that dopamine is um, uh, not a stimulant, it's an inhibitory. And that's right. what started everything. And I tried it a bunch of different ways, and it was quite conclusive. However, there's no one in the field arguing it is or isn't a stimulus. They're just accepted that it's a stimulus, and let's move on. And now let's talk about what dopamine does. So they've left behind the whole part that I'm actually disagreeing with. Uh, and so there's a new... Understanding of how dopamine works dopamine had been understood as a reward uh, substance It is now no longer understood as the thing that makes you feel good It is understood as the thing that makes you want to feel good not the thing that makes you feel good And this is
1: as of when when did this change?
0: Uh, It probably started in the 90s, but it has become uh, more and more accepted through the 2000s And so this is mostly coming out of a group of people called um, uh, Affective psychology so affect Uh, With an an A. Exactly. So these are people who are behavioral psychologists who are studying facial expressions in response to things and uh, in this case what they're just looking at is do you stick your tongue out and dislike something or do you suck heartily on the thing and enjoy it. And so it could be cocaine or it could be sugar. Those are pretty much the two things they use mostly sugar. And what they've shown is that um, rats or people like sugar even if they have had all their blo- dopamine blocked. So a rat who has had uh, their brain surgically altered to so that they're not producing dopamine will happily suck on sugar water and or cocaine. Um, and uh, someone with Parkinson's disease who is not producing dopamine Uh, Will still enjoy
1: the taste of uh, sugar water will say yes, I like that it tastes sweet So so the idea here is that the 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 with with dopamine with no dopamine at all you can still Enjoy enjoy things. things. Yes. Yes, exactly
0: Uh, And people who have low dopamine and are depressed and can barely get out of bed still feel pleasure So there's a difference between the idea of pleasure and wanting something and so uh, the model now is is that dopamine is the stimulant that causes you to move towards a reward, and it's the thing that makes you want the reward, and it's the measurement of the reward. So this is the current wait, understanding.
1: Wait, wait, it's both the 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 pre meaning the thing that stimulates you to move towards the reward, but yet it is also the measure of the reward received, but not the reward. Yes, and so I find this confusing. But how can it? But how can it how can it be something before you receive the reward and then also after you get, it's both? It's both, and it kind of has to be both. Okay. Um, what
0: I, I have problems with the idea of something being a measurable reward, but not the reward itself. And so the, the studies show that if you um, block dopamine in a rat, it, it falls flat on its face. It can, it's not going to move anywhere. It has no desire to go anywhere ever again because it wants nothing. But if you actually put so it, so the idea being that it would literally lie there until it died. Yes, uh, but if you put sugar water in its mouth uh, Because it doesn't want anything it has no buildup of wanting because it has no access to dopamine But if you put sugar water in its mouth, it sucks happily on the sugar water So it doesn't know it wants the sugar water, but it enjoys getting the sugar water so this is a separation between liking and wanting and I think this is an overly complex model and I think it misses the um, fundamental nature of what dopamine is, which is an inhibitory reward substance, not a stimulatory substance that makes you want something. Uh, something that would be inhibitory wouldn't encourage wanting in the same way, uh, whereas uh, something that's um, uh, uh, stimulatory also would then um, be a problem when you have finally got the reward because it would make you move away from the reward because it's stimulatory rather than st- staying there. And so my my model of dopamine is essentially based on the uh, carrot hanging in front of the donkey. And I've said this before, but now I understand exactly what's going on a little bit more. So um, the ancient Greeks, when they thought that vision worked by having little objects go into your brain or into your eyes, and they would actually be sitting... In your eye. And so now we understand that obviously there's nothing going into our eyes from the outside. They
1: actually believed that there was a physical thing going into your eye. In some way. We know that there is, but not the way they thought. Not the way they thought.
0: Or or that maybe something was leaving your eyes and then sending it out and then information was coming back to it. They they had all sorts of ideas because they didn't understand how anything worked. Um, And this is obviously not how vision works. However, if you think of an organism living in the water, trying to find something, Uh, It's going to be using smell and smell and taste if you're sitting in the water are essentially the same things And so smell and taste are little bits of the thing you want So it's a little bit like the original Greek understanding of vision to To see something perceive it with your your taste smell in the water You're actually gonna get a little piece of that thing you're tasting smelling in order to know you're looking for the right thing Okay, so my whole model is based on that and so um, Let's say there's some food in the water and there's little bits of amino acids. Uh, the number one amino acid that we all respond to is glutamate. So monosodium glutamate is the thing that makes you taste things as savory as 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 meat. Um, there's only five flavors. Uh, two of them are rewards, sweet and savory. Two of them uh, make uh, babies and rats stick their tongue out and frown, so sour and bitter. And then salt sort of depends on how much salt you have. Um, both the glutamate and the glucose can go through the brain blood barrier and can directly stimulate, uh, reward, uh, pathways. We don't know exactly how all of this works. Um, more and more I'm finding out if it, if I don't know something at this point, it's because it probably hasn't been known. I'm not boasting that I know everything in the field. I just keep running into these walls that just find out that we really don't know these things because it has, it hasn't been tested. So models
1: have a black box. They they have have things. So,
0: so, so something you like goes in sugar or, or glutamate and your brain says, suck that down, eat it up. Essentially, yay more. Yay more, exactly. And so uh the the models of how um what they call appetitive behavior, appetite stimulated behavior works, is that you have um a lack of something, you feel uncomfortable, hungry, um, or you know, sexually aroused, you really, really want to go find a reward. A lot by the way, a lot of this modeling was done by men, so sex is a lot of sort of the metaphors that people are using. Um, sex uh, definitely has a desire uh, and then a very, very um, obvious uh, reward moment. Uh, and then you're, 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 you're no longer desiring for a while. And then you slowly become uh, more uncomfortable as you're seeking it again. However, I think food is a better model for this. One, because uh, there are things that don't have sex that you still need to eat. Food comes prior to sex in evolution. Uh, and, uh, unlike, um, you know, uh, uh, sexual release, when you're eating, you still, um, need to have some of that desire, the desire and the eating are happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's a more complicated system. Uh, and I think it's, it's more fundamental. It's a more
1: inherently com- complicated system. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the idea is you haven't eaten, you want food. You then seek out food, you see, you get food signals, you get excited because you get those food signals. You seek out that food, you get the food, you're getting rewarded, so you hold still and eat that food. And at this point you're sated and you don't look for food anymore for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the whole system it repeats cycles. itself. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in my system, uh, that glutamate would go through the water. Glutamate directly stimulates a little bit of dopamine. Uh, and so the dopamine, this, this is known.
1: It it enters through into the bloodstream, right into the brain and Yes. And this would be, uh, not just for
0: a crayfish and shrimp, which I was studying, but also for a human. You actually get glutamate going into your brain, uh, when you, when you eat it. Right. From my mouth. To your brain. Right to the brain. Right to the brain. Exactly. So these, these, these are conserved pathways. So in, in evolution, we talk about something that you see everywhere. This is a well-conserved pathway that glutamate stimulates dopamine. What does that dopamine do? It says, let's keep looking for more of what we're getting. We want to find more of this food. So a, a crayfish in the water will move uh, towards a
1: gradient that gives it more um, uh, glutamate in one direction. I sense a little glutamate. Over here I sense less. No, no. Go toward the here good sense yes. more. Yes, 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 yes. Tuning in a radio station. So so, yeah.
0: so, every time they're going in the right direction, they get a little bit more reward, the dopamine. Yeah. So this is my model now. Yeah. Okay. So imagine you have a donkey running after that carrot on the stick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the donkey can see the carrot, but in this case, there's no vision. Mm-hmm. So this is basically a donkey looking for a carrot on a stick, getting little bits of carrot, mm-hmm. tiny little bits <laughs> tiny of tiny carrot. Tiny little bits. And as long as it keeps getting tiny little bits of carrot, it's knows it's going in the right direction. It gets no carrot. It stops. It goes in the opposite direction. So my understanding of what, researchers have been doing to the rats when they give when they block dopamine is they've been blocking those little bits of carrot and so the that that little you know donkey mouse crayfish uh doesn't get those little bits of carrot and so no longer goes for there's the carrot there's no hope there's no hope there's no point to it uh what dopamine does in my opinion and somewhat the research uh supports this is um It signals that there is hope. There is something to go for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then the dopamine goes directly to um, both reward centers and places in your brain where it is converted into um, epinephrine, adrenaline, norepinephrine, all basically the same thing. So the dopamine directly becomes a stimulant.
1: Uh, Which is in itself a reward, is it not? That you it's related good, to rewards. You feel energy. I suspect
0: feel- these are related to the dopamine rewards, and that the energy is there to keep you moving, so that you get a little bit of dopamine. You don't say I'm done. I say I want a bigger reward. I'm being I'm being given dopamine, so I'm I'm in a constant real time measurement of I'm going in the right direction. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. aiming for the right mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting stimulated a little bit Mm -hmm. by that epinephrine so that I keep moving. So then what happens once you get that meal and you get the big payoff? Okay, once you get the meal, now you're getting a major reward. So you're getting more dopamine. Yeah, like all at once. All at once. And I think there are other things that are happening as well. So um, part of the reason that people think that dopamine is no longer a reward but it is just a thing about wanting is there and are measuring is the uh, measuring wanting. Yeah. Exactly. It's just confusing to me. Yeah, Exactly. How much money do I have? It's the money in my hand. This is like something like not the money. It's some sort of measurement of money, but not money. Yeah, it anyway, it makes sense for me. It's the money the is the measure it, of the money. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Um, So there are opiates and there are cannabinoids. These are the two molecules that directly signal liking as the afferent, uh, uh, um, as as the psychologists call it an afferent, but um, uh, the affect of psychologists. So there's wanting and there's liking. And so dopamine makes wanting in their opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, the opiates and the cannabinoids make liking. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I think both sugar and glutamate and um, various drugs are signaling the liking things in these two very small pleasure areas. Dopamine tends to, um, uh, it, it signals in a much larger area called the nucleus acumbus. It's, it's, it's um, uh, underneath the brain essentially. These other two smaller ones are, 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 are in it um, and they talk to each other. So the two smaller pleasure centers make dopamine Uh, And the and the dopamine signals these pleasure centers. So What you do if you block dopamine you can still feel the opiates and Mm. the cannabinoids So I'm not denying that I agree with that. So you can actually block dopamine and still have liking Uh, Dopamine Because it's also reward in my opinion is the measure of the reward because it's how much dopamine you make when you're stimulating the opiates and the cannabinoids, they're also releasing dopamine, so they're also saying, "Yes, you got that reward." So that reward is the measure of the reward. So,
1: so the, the 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 opiates and the cannabinoids actually not only turn into epinephrine, but they also so, create. They also dopamine create- turns
0: dopamine turns into epinephrine, and they signal more dopamine to be created.
1: So so right so so the, right so. It's, Dopamine is coming and going it's
0: dopamine is coming and going and all of these things talk to each other It's why I don't deal with people much because (laughs) all of these centers are signaling each other as well And a lot of them are black boxes. This is all done with uh, functional magnetic resonance imagery And so it's correlation not causation We just know there's are there are correlations with certain things that we call liking that happen in these pleasure centers that happen if you directly inject opioids into these it, pleasure centers, you get the light. But liking, it's liking fascinating face. because
1: you have the you have the the, 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 the two that you meant the, the cannabinoids and the, the opiates, opiates are, are specific, but you the way you describe it, the, the the dopamine is a more generalized thing that affects more. So if you were to shut that down, the 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 sense of uh, like being certain that there can be no satisfaction. Yes, I can, and, and then and then once once something stimulates the cannabinoids and the right. opiates, then ah, but then once it stops, there's just there's still no nothing again. Exactly, no exactly. Hope. And you're certain, right? And, and you're certain, exactly, because
0: all the little carrots have been blocked, right? All those little carrots that that shrimp gets have been blocked.
1: Well, having done none of the reading, the way you yes. describe
0: it, it sounds it sounds perfectly reasonable. reasonable. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So um, <laughs> small amounts of dopamine are known as what's called tonic dopamine, as in muscle tone. So if you remove tonic dopamine, you have no muscle tone. You just collapse. You just have nothing. And so this constant supply of small rewards in the form of tonic dopamine are also stimulating epinephrine, keeping you moving towards that reward. Uh, and then the opioids and the, um, uh, and the cannabinoids are the sort of really obvious liking signal, but dopamine itself is a liking signal. The liking signal gets stronger in the presence of dopamine, but without dopamine, you can still like it. So again, dopamine is liking and is wanting because you want a reward. Now think about what these things are. I'm including dopamine with opiates and cannabinoids. All three of these things, in my opinion, are not stimulants. They are inhibitory. They're not inhibitory and then like they stop something, but when you get them, you stop moving, right? You stop seeking the thing you're looking for because you've been rewarded. Except the dopamine, which you said- Very small amounts of dopamine keep you moving, but a large reward, you sit and eat the food pellet, Mm. right? Uh, So the, the crayfish stops looking around, even though there's a lot of dopamine in the water near it, right? Mm -hmm. It it can smell Mm -hmm. dopamine, Mm -hmm. but it's getting the dopamine. It's Mm -hmm. also getting the opiates. It's also getting the cannabinoid because Mm -hmm. it's found the right thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, These things respond to a whole bunch of different chemicals, Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly the cannabinoids respond to a bunch of fatty acids. Um, And so uh, the the crayfish has found its food and stopped moving. But um, when it's looking for food, it's not getting little bits of cannabinoids and it's not getting little bits of opiates to tell it where to go. It's getting little bits of dopamine. So dopamine is the direct measure of small amounts of things that you want to cause you to seek that thing. So bright lights, flashing colors, good smells, nice sights, things you are attracted to. That's all measured by dopamine, but it's also rewarded by dopamine in conjunction with these other reward molecules. Uh, In the current model, dopamine would be a stimulant. They would be inhibitory. Because, they're, because dopamine is not a reward. In my opinion, dopamine is a reward and is just like these other ones. They, it, in, in, in large amounts, when you get the reward, you stop moving. It would be really interesting to see if you can cause liking in the absence of opioids and uh, cannabinoids. This has not been done. With only dopamine? With only dopamine, right? So because you can block dopamine and you can still see that there's liking in the presence of these other things. It hasn't been done in the other direction. What I have found in my research that has not been done elsewhere that I'm realizing is important now, that I've been going (laughs) over this stuff, is I have shown wanting when dopamine is blocked. Mm -hmm. Now, I've shown this in a short term. So I can give something glutamate, and it acts just like there's the smell of food in the water. So it's exactly the same. Without dopamine. Just, just glutamate. It just acts glutamate. like it, it acts like there's food in the water, right? right? So, okay, so naturally, okay. it would be now producing its own glutamate, right
1: inside. Yes.
0: I can give it haloperidol, which blocks dopamine, and it still runs round just as much as if it had been smelling the food. Really. Um, I don't know if this would continue in a longer term project. Uh, so one thing in that um, I've seen in a couple of a couple of bits of research that tends to be downplayed is after you give something haloperidol, there seems to be an initial excitatory phase. So when something gets haloperidol, at first it's getting no carrots, so it really wants carrots. And so at first it'll push that button a little bit faster and then it will give up. And so I might've been only doing my experiments on crayfish in that initial bit. Mm -hmm. And so initially haloperidol has no particular effect because there wasn't that much dopamine anyway. Right, there was only little tiny carrots in mm-hmm. that in that mm-hmm. in that crayfish mm-hmm. donkey brain, um, and so by blocking it, it still wants stuff. It's still it's still seeking. Um, how it knows what to want, I don't know. I'm wondering if there aren't more than one reward. We know there's these two other molecules. It might be getting small amounts of cannabinoids. It might be getting small amounts of uh, of, of um, opioids. So there might be more than one reward and desire pathway. We know that people who are blocked from getting, say, um, you know, heroin, really, really want more heroin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is... a a measurement of reward based on opiates Now opiates are again related to dopamine So the current model is all of that wanting for heroin is coming from wanting triggered by dopamine that is then uh, Satisfied by the presence of opium Okay, Mm -hmm. so 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 the idea is that the, the wanting has nothing to do with the opioids I, I disagree. I think all the rewards well, are but rewards. That,
1: that kind of intense wanting is only created by the presence of the opioids well by the body. lack by by what you used to have well, and now you lack well, it but, but but it's only created by the initial elevated level, yes. which is then a renormalization right and then the lack right 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 so
0: so the the the, the model of uh wanting being, a separate function from liking, I disagree with. I think the more you get what you like, yeah. the more you want it. And so that
1: just seems like Exactly. My model you is say simpler. It like that. It exactly. Just,
0: My model is simpler. It's
1: like, why would that not be so? Like, right.
0: So 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 um some of the arguments against this is if someone is a cocaine addict and you block dopamine, it reduces their cravings for cocaine, but they're still happy to. Ingest the cocaine when they get it. So just like the rat given haloperidol. Yeah. However, it never lasts. It never works because um, there is this more or less constant lack of cocaine, which even if you are not feeling the wanting associated with dopamine, for some somehow you still want it. So I think the dopamine is a larger signal for desire but that the opioids and the cannabinoids are also rewards and also signals of
1: desire. How could anything be only one thing when everything in life tells us that everywhere we look, nothing is any one thing?
0: Well, it's true. And it's it's, no matter what model you use, you have to be able to go back and forth between wanting and the gratification of the thing you want. And also,
1: it's fascinating. I mean, the first time you told me that the dopamine actually directly just turns into epinephrine, it's like, but so so one thing is literally not one thing. It right, right. Literally becomes something else. After becomes it's something been else in the body long enough. Right.
0: So the dopamine is the reward, and epinephrine is the stimulant to move towards the reward. And so if you have a little bit of dopamine, it's turning into a little bit of epinephrine and you move towards it. Now, no matter what model you use, once you start defining things strongly in a model, there's gonna be problems with your model. But I think I'm answering more of the problems with the existing model, with my model, than the one where you're separating dopamine is not a a liking drug, it's a wanting drug purely. Um, One of the things that uh, makes more sense in my model than in the existing one is ADHD. So um, the current model of ADHD is you're hyperactive because you have a low amount of dopamine. So if dopamine is, is a stimulant, then more dopamine would not be recommended. Whereas if dopamine is inhibitory and you give someone who has ADHD dopamine, they're going to be able to concentrate better, and this is what we actually do, right? So when people have ADHD, we give them stimulants that stimulate yes. dopamine. Yes. And that dopamine. Oh, calms I never them realized down. this.
1: This stimulants, what they do is they stimulate dopamine. Yes, exactly. Oh, I didn't realize the that. amphetamines,
0: exactly. Huh. And yes, you get stimulated because that, some of that dopamine is turning into epinephrine, and it so stimulates there you. it will be activity, and it will be activity, and this holds true for ADHD people, ADHD people as well as anyone else. There's some people out there who think that somehow stimulants don't affect ADHD people, that for whatever weird reason in their brain, that stimulants are inhibitory to ADHD. It's not true. Stimulants are stimulating because of epinephrine. Your heart will go faster, your appetite will be reduced, all of these things. However, the dopamine is making you feel like you've found the thing you're looking for. And so you stop some of that seeking behavior that is associated with low dopamine. So in that uh, appetitive cycle that we were talking about, people who have ADHD are always in that part where they're a little uncomfortable, mm. and they're starting to look for that next sets of rewards.
1: Whatever that is. Whatever that is. No idea what it right. should be. And,
0: and, and, and this is the weird thing about our brains is we don't know one dopamine from another. Yeah. So you know, we can we can we can transfer one kind of reward for another. So when we're depressed, we eat lots of food because it makes us feel better, because we get those rewards. Uh and we're less depressed. Um all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh this is what um people with ADHD are always looking for. Um, and also, I think, why they can hyper-focus. So one of the sort of superpowers of ADHD is, yes, you have lack of focus. You're always looking for other things. But when you really get into things, you see nothing else in the yeah, world.
1: The whole world disappears. And I
0: think what's happened is you've triggered that dopamine reward. Uh, when you found something you really like, you get into it even deeper than other people have because you've been so, so seeking that now you've found your reward. And Again, it can be anything. It's not it, it, it you, you could become a drug addict or you could become a painter or it could be anything that gives you that satisfaction uh, there, there is no difference to the dopamine. It's all it's all the dopamine uh, But fundamentally, I think dopamine is an inhibitory reward. It is not stimulatory uh, and that it is um, something where you need small amounts to move towards a goal But it is still the reward given to you with the goal. It works with other rewarding molecules, uh, the the, the cannabinoids and and, and, and the opiates. But it itself is also a rewarding molecule and acts just like them. When you get a big reward, you sit still and just smile, right? That's what dopamine does. That's what cannabinoids do. And that's what the opiates do. And when you don't have those things, you start seeking them. This is what all of these things do. And so I think rewards are the measure of the of of the wanting. <laughs> okay.
1: The rewards are the measure of the wanting.
0: Yeah. So the bigger the reward, the more you will want it. If you see a bigger carrot out there, you're gonna want it more. <laughs> Fascinating. All right. So, that, so that, that that was basically my talk for today. So it was a short so, one. So yeah.
1: you you've so you what you've done though, before before I let you finish, you've turned it around. It's the it's the measure of the wanting, not the measure of the reward. Right. So that
0: want, want, want wanting um the, the, the Yeah, I mean so so previous to this it would be something that gave you a lot of dopamine could make you want something, but then you might not enjoy it when you got it. <laughs> In, in 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 this in this model, when you really enjoy something, it makes you want makes it. Makes you want it that much more. That much more, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And to me, that makes much more sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everything you've been saying just <laughs> seems to make sense. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, Josh. That was fascinating. Yeah.
0: Just a quick rundown on where I'm going and what my next semester is going to be, and then I'm going to start doing some experiments, and I'll, I'll have some more answers. But this oh, is going to take years. So
1: so so I mean, this that that was my next question: is how do you how do you Find results that prove what it is that you're saying like, well, what Nothing you... is
0: ever proven, uh-huh. but uh, I can I can I can th- show things in that'll that'll support my my ideas And the main one is is that dopamine is not stimulatory. I love and it. I can show it again and again and again
1: So so then am I sitting here? Uh, uh, hearing the 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 genesis of of the work of many students to come. Yes. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. This is going to be years of work. Fantastic. All right. Have fun, everyone. All right. Thank thanks, you. Josh.